This is the Brain Over Binge podcast, where you learn a simple, brain-based approach to ending binge eating. I'm Katherine Hansen, your host, and I want to welcome you to the show today. I hope that you learn something valuable that you can use in your own recovery. The topic of today's show relates to giving up dieting. I started thinking more about this topic after the previous show where I interviewed Lydia, the lifestyle coach, about getting out of that diet cycle. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, I recommend that you do whenever you have a chance because it's very useful if you often find yourself in a cycle of dieting to lose weight and then binge eating and gaining even more weight than you lost. I began thinking about this diet cycle and about how it's not just a personal cycle that's active within each person who struggles with it, but there's actually a cultural element to it as well, a diet cycle that's more on a social or cultural scale. There are some assumptions in our society that people tend to diet to lose weight during certain times of the year or before events like weddings or reunions. And this is just kind of an accepted part of our culture. So when you give up dieting, it's not just about giving up your own personal dieting patterns. It's about not being swayed into the cultural diet patterns either. I want to say up front that when I speak of cultural dieting patterns, I'm talking from the perspective of someone living in the United States and celebrating certain holidays. But depending on what you celebrate or the country you live in, of course, this may be different for you. But in your mind, you can adjust what I'm saying to apply to you and your own culture. In the United States, the cultural dieting cycle is typically at the end of the year and into the beginning of the next year. Diets typically start in the new year. On January 1st, people have all sorts of resolutions, and it's common for weight loss to be a big part of those resolutions. You may resolve to lose a certain number of pounds or follow a certain diet and never eat anything off of your diet. I want to say here that resolving to eat healthier or in a more nourishing way that makes you feel good and that's not depriving you of necessary calories and that's not really stressful and restrictive, that's not a bad thing. But this isn't what typically happens on a cultural level. What's popular tends to be drastic diets or fasts or cleanses, these type of quick fixes that are aimed at losing a lot of weight rapidly. It's not typically the healthy, long-term, sustainable changes that are promoted. When we look at why diets are common in the new year, it's necessary to go back a couple of months. Dieting in January is not only about a new beginning, but it's also about undoing the damage from the holiday season in the months leading up to the new year. The other part of the cycle is to overeat during the end of October and November and December. And this is a generalization, but commonly an American will celebrate Halloween at the end of October, which involves lots of candy and treats. Then in November, there's Thanksgiving and often a lot of family gatherings before and after that, which can involve indulging in food. And then in December, the Christmas season arrives, and again, there's more indulgence in food and parties and gatherings. And on top of that, there's New Year's Eve celebrations, which have more food. And then by January 1st, the culture is in a mindset that it's time to start fresh and start focusing on undoing the damage and losing the weight that may have been gained over the holiday season. This cultural mindset is reflected and encouraged by the advertising of diet and fitness programs in the new year. Weight loss is heavily marketed as a goal that you should have, and that probably won't soon change. But it does not mean you have to go along with this cultural diet cycle. 
The cycle of overeating or overindulging from October through December and then dieting in January may not cause too much of a problem for some people, but that doesn't mean it's helpful. For so many people, they'd be so much better off, and probably way less, without this diet cycle, even though it may not be causing any major problems or eating disorders. But when binge eaters go along with this cultural diet cycle, it does cause major problems. It leads to so much pain and shame surrounding the holidays and into the new year. To most of you listening who struggle with binge eating, the problem of this cultural diet cycle is not the simple overindulgence around the holidays. It's increasing binge eating around this time. And it's possible that your dieting in the new year is really extreme as well and then backfires and leads to more binging. So don't be tempted to think that because this cultural cycle can be neutral to some people or not cause any major problems, that you can just go along with it and everything will be fine. It's just not what's best for you. If I could give you one piece of advice as we enter the final two months of this year, it would be to not have a resolution to diet in the new year. You can have resolutions about other parts of your life, but leave your weight out of your goals for next year. At this point, you may be wondering why I'm talking so much about New Year's resolutions or why I'm bringing this up now in November. And the reason is that when it's in your mind that you're going to diet restrictively in the new year, your overeating and your binge eating will likely be so much worse in the months leading up to the new year because the thoughts of the diet will actually serve to justify binges. And let me explain what I mean by that. If you've listened to previous episodes of this podcast, you already know that the lower brain thinks you need to binge, so it will automatically produce thoughts that encourage more binge eating. If you have a plan to start a diet in the new year, your lower brain will produce thoughts saying that you should binge a lot because it's your last chance, and you'll be much more likely to believe and follow those thoughts. If you tell yourself you're going to diet, you'll have this one-last-time mindset which is something I address thoroughly in episode 14. You'll believe that it does not matter if you binge now, because come January, you'll be undoing all that damage with a diet. These are irrational thoughts. If you instead have no plan to diet, if you're committed to not setting that resolution in the new year, you'll be much more able to view those type of one-last-time thoughts as neurological junk, because those type of thoughts are neurological junk. If you're honest with yourself, you'll realize that you won't actually be undoing any damage with a diet. A diet will only make your binge eating issues worse. When has a drastic diet ever worked for you in the long run? When you start a diet, your survival instincts will eventually kick in and cause you to binge even more and prevent you from developing a healthy relationship with food. A deprivation diet in the new year will make it extremely difficult to dismiss urges to binge and it will make it highly unlikely that those urges will go away. Telling yourself that a diet in the new year will be a magical solution is faulty logic, because the end result of that diet will just be more binge eating. Even if you haven't binged in a very long time and you're confident in your recovery, you still need to resolve not to make quick weight loss a focus in the new year. Recovery opens up your time and your energy, and you can use that time and energy to do so much good. Why use it to focus on your weight and on dieting? There's simply no need for you to turn your attention there when there's so many more important things you could focus on now that you have the freedom from binge eating. 
Plus, as you know, dieting creates a lot of unnecessary risk and could send you right back into that binging cycle. If in the months leading up to the new year, you know you're not going to diet, you're much more likely to dismiss the urges to binge. You're not going to fall for any thoughts that say you can just undo the damage come January because you know the diet just causes you more damage and just fuels the destructive binge eating habit. Instead, you can use these last two months of the year to focus on learning to stop binge eating and also learning to feed your body adequately. You can learn to honor your hunger and fullness. You can learn to accept your natural weight and that will be giving yourself a gift that will last. You'll feel so much better come January, and then you can simply keep your recovery going. You can keep making more positive changes next year that feel natural to you. I don't want you to wait till the new year to end your binge eating habit. I know you want to start ending that habit now. And you certainly don't want to think of dieting as a solution for ending binge eating because it's just not. You don't need to wait to start making the healthy changes that you want to make. And don't think of dieting as a healthy change. Think of stopping binging and eating adequately as your two goals that you want to accomplish to achieve freedom from binge eating. Even if you do have some overindulgence during the holidays, you won't follow that mild overeating with binges, and you'll gain confidence as the year comes to a close, instead of feeling more and more hopeless like you may have in the past and thinking that everything will somehow turn around on January 1st. You can get started turning things around right now by dismissing binge urges and eating adequately. Then, when others are starting their New Year's diet, you can simply continue along your path to complete recovery and complete freedom. And you'll be so glad that you don't have to follow the crowd. That's all for this discussion. I hope that you've found today's show to be helpful in getting you to step out of your own diet cycle and also the dieting cycle of the culture as a whole. If you're new to the show and to the Brain Over Binge approach, you can get a copy of my free ebook, The Brain Over Binge Basics, by following the link in the show notes. I hope that that ebook helps you get a great start on ending the binge eating habit and gaining your freedom. Thank you for joining me today. I look forward to next time. As I end today, I want to encourage you and remind you that you have the power to change your brain and live a binge-free life. The Brain Over Binge podcast is produced and recorded by Brain Over Binge Recovery Coaching, LLC. All work is copyrighted by Brain Over Binge Recovery Coaching, LLC, and all rights are reserved. As a disclaimer, the hosts of the Brain Over Binge podcast are not professional counselors or licensed healthcare providers, and this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or any form of professional therapy. Eating disorders can have serious health consequences, and you are strongly advised to seek medical attention for matters relating to your health. Please get help when you need it, and good luck on your journey.